it's been this, this um, you know, like new thing, a new adventure, and it's it's the sweet part, the very sweet. I mean, there are multiple sweet parts, but probably the really sweet part for me is that I get to do music and, and travel and do shows and events now um, and lead worship with my family. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio. Hosts James Curtis talk to artists and industry insiders to discover the connection between music and faith. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at between grooves. Welcome to Between the Grooves, episode 220, your look at music, ministry, and everything in between with today's top Christian artists. She's a singer, songwriter, actress, author, and podcaster, Grammy and Dove Award winning artist Rebecca St. James. We're going to chat with her about priorities, the family business, collaborations, her new album, which is uh, coming very shortly, and touring, and a whole bunch more. Rebecca gets us into the right mind frame right now by praying. All right. I'll just pray, and then, um, yeah, you fire away. Lord, we thank you so much for just the connection that we have in you. Lord, thank you that we're family, uh, James and I, and we just want to honor you with this time. We just pray, Lord, that you strengthen and um, inspire us for what you've called us individually to do in your body, Lord, and we just pray that we can be an encouragement to each other and encouragement to the people that will hear this. And so... We love you, and um, we just ask that you equip us to be faithful to the mission that you have us on, Lord, and we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, what a privilege to get the opportunity to chat with you. Thank you. You've got a couple of brothers that everybody seems to know about. Uh, those, those guys, uh, what are their names? Joel and Luke, I think that's their names from for King and Country. But what a lot of people might not realize, especially the younger generation, is that they used to work for you. That's true. Yes. You used to research things. It's true. Just kind of put yeah, them in their were, place a little bit, right? They, they were the road crew, yeah, for a very long time. Um, Joel was stage manager and then sang background vocals, and then Luke did background vocals, but he also ran our light show for a while and, you know, was was kind of a load-in guy. And, I mean, they've kind of done a bit of everything. I think he ran a spotlight for a while. So they they put their 10,000 hours in on the road before they even started with their own stuff. They, they, they knew what they were doing. That's good to see. A lot of people expect things to happen immediately. You know, they, they kind of think, yeah. well, I want to be an artist. I want to be my, my daughter. She's like 17 years old. And a few years back when she was younger, I said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she said, I want to be a singer, a professional singer. Uh, no, sorry. She didn't say that. She wanted to be a famous singer. Okay. Right. <laughs> you got to make that distinction, right? There's a difference just between a singer and a famous singer. And, and there's a lot yeah, of work to get to that second level, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. now with yeah. with for King and Country now is that a family business? Are you like I know you co-write songs and you've done some collaborations and stuff, but it, would you consider that a family business? Like everybody kind of works towards that whole end goal. You know, that's a really interesting question. I don't know if I've been asked that for a long time. Definitely back in the day, it was like it was all of us on the road. You know, the seven kids, you know, grown kids now um, in our family, and we were all on the road. My my sister, I think, was about four when she went on the road with us, and so um, it was definitely that. Everyone pitched in, 
and, you know, go for the common goal. And it's very close to that now because actually most of my siblings are working for for King Country. One brother is in management, one is in lighting, one does film. Actually, he, he kind of freelances the, the film director brothers, but he, he did a, a movie with the boys and then does a lot of their music videos. My husband is involved in that too. So, yeah, very much. We're all very entwined and... And even this year, this year, 2022, four projects are coming out within the family, including a book of my mom. So, and an album of mine and an album of the boys. So, I mean, it, it's just kind of crazy what all is happening right now. Because they're younger, you get to call them the boys, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> You know, it's interesting because in life, we all go through seasons. Um, You could be single, you get married, then you have kids, and ultimately you retire, you have grandchildren. And each time, your priorities change, your your lifestyle changes. And I guess it's the same for singers, songwriters. What season would you say are you in right now? Well, yeah, I'm kind of in a season that I didn't didn't anticipate really because I retired from music about a year into marriage and we've been married 10 years now and and then I was I was very at peace with kind of hanging up that hat and you know maybe singing in church a little bit here and there but not not anything on the professional level again and I kind of thought that God would leave it that way too but then about four and a half years ago um, he very very clearly and very like radically, but very gently too, called me back into music. And um, it was kind of a very overnight change. A lot of things changed in my heart. I think I'd been kind of closed off to it in a way. I'd been doing 20, nearly 20 years of music before I retired. Mm-hmm. Um, cause just because I started so young, I started at 16 full time. So yeah, it's been this, this um, you know, like new thing, a new adventure. And it's, it's the sweet part, the very sweet, I mean, there are multiple sweet parts, but probably the really sweet part for me is that I get to do music and, and travel and do shows and events now um, and lead worship with my family. Now, we get a lot of musicians and artists and whatnot listening to this show. And so, you know, a lot of times they're listening because of who we have on, but also, you know, they want to get some nuggets. They want to get a little bit of meat and potatoes and something that they can apply to their own career and their own life. It's so easy to get caught up in the business of the music industry. What, for you, what keeps you grounded? So I think one of the things that that was helpful for me is that my dad was actually my manager, um, which, you know, because he's my dad and trying to looking out, he's looking out for me as a daughter, not just as an artist, I was able to hand off the business side to him and really trust that it was being handled. And I think for me, that allowed me to be able to just focus on ministry, on what Jesus was calling me to do, listen to the Holy Spirit, and um, not try to do everything. Because I think the business side and trying to control and manage that, and then it's so personal <laughs> when you're putting yourself out there with your 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 you know, ministry work, it, it can be really a juggle and kind of too much emotionally. And so that's generally what I try to do is just hand off that side. And I think it, it really allows me to stay focused on, on ministry and family. That's got to be definitely an advantage that you have, given the fact that you're in a family that has kind of grown up in that arena, because a lot of artists don't have that luxury where they've got other family members or people to to help out. 
uh, and they've got to yeah. subcontract that out in a sense. They've got to pay somebody to do all that stuff. And so they either do that, and if they're not making enough money to do that, then they've got to do it themselves. And that, like you said, yeah. it can be very stressful. It's a lot of work. And sometimes you have to kind of sit down and say, okay, these next three days, I'm just going to do the admin stuff before I get back to the ministry side again, you know? Yeah, it's, it's very, you know what? I think it's challenging any way you go, James, because um, definitely there's the part for me with family and then my you know my dad went straight from managing me to straight to managing my brothers and now he kind of manages with his team um me as well and so but there's the complexity of it being family so it's actually a little bit sometimes too close to home i mean we we definitely try to talk through the hard stuff and um you know make sure that there's as best as we can not issues that are growing from working together that end up hurting the relationship but i think in any in, in any scenario in life there's, there's not there's no perfect situation you know and so um yeah it, it can get complex working with family too you know my brothers i'm sure would say the same thing but um but there's a beauty to it and a power to it and a synergy to it that is also very special how do you draw the line between family and business then uh, I feel like sometimes we're we're not great at that. I mean, it's, it's it's funny because I mean, there's so many of us, and we're all kind of most of us have like type A like leadership qualities. So there's a bunch of opinions, and I mean, it's very fun. It's a lot of like fun when we all hang out, um, but it can also get a little intense. And then if somebody makes what I think universally within the family is deemed as a mistake of either on family vacation or you know a family birthday party or that kind of thing, bringing business into the the conversation around the table, someone else will generally call it out and say, hey, no business, it's, it's family vacation or whatever. So I think there's accountability within the family on like keeping the that like protected, um, unless it's, you know, un- unless a certain part of the family have to get something done and they kind of go off and get their work done. But, um, but usually we try to protect the sacredness of, of family time. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What do you enjoy most outside of church and family life? Because obviously you're a singer, you're a songwriter, you've done acting, you've written books, you've got charity causes. What is what is your go-to thing that you just enjoy doing and you could spend hours doing it and not consider it work? Gosh. You know, I'm I'm doing something kind of a little interesting that I've, I've not really done before in an official capacity like this, but um, I'm actually doing a, a artist worship residency in, in Dallas right now with a church called First Dallas. And um, so every every two weeks for, for February and, and January, I'm leading worship there. And then for the rest of the year, once a month. And I tell you what, I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm enjoying the consistency of working with a a team within the church and kind of bonding and connecting with them and, and the shared leadership in that. I think, to be honest, as a, um, as a solo artist, sometimes there's a, a loneliness in that and a pressure that you feel in that and a, and a, and a burden that you carry of like, I'm just, I'm kind of out there, you know, even if you do have a band and, and that there's just this kind of eyes are on you a little bit. And, and it's probably the one thing that I've has been, a little bit of a grief to me and even kind of just watching my brothers, I'm so thrilled for them and and their success. But the one part that I feel like, Lord, you know, how come I didn't have a Joel or a Luke that was 
that was tracking with me and doing this thing with me, you know, side by side, like they have, like, and so I think this residency that I'm doing where it's like shared leadership, um, I'm leading worship, but I'm in a part of a team that is, is consistent down there. I'm just really loving that. And it's very like, like beautiful and, and kind of inspiring to feel like I'm part of the body of Christ there consistently. And, um, yeah, it's energizing to me. I'm really finding it energizing. Is this an in-person thing, or is it online, or both? Um, it's 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 in it's in person. I'm I'm there, you know, like once a month for the whole year. But but then um, it is online too. People can go go and see that. Yeah, firstdallas.org. Yeah. The question about online would not have been a question a couple of years ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know it's, it's different times that we're living in for sure. Yeah. <laughs> A, a new level of, yeah, just crying out to God and going, Lord, you know, look after us all and we we trust you and um, guide us in uncharted waters that we're living in right now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, as far as your music is concerned, even from your brother's standpoint, has the pandemic impacted future goals as far as, you know, when you want to be releasing music or mm. I, I know it's impacted concerts and tours and whatever, but as far as music yep. being released and everything else, has it impacted you? I know you've got this album coming out. Was, mm. the, was that the original target date or was this, is it a year behind or what? Yeah, it, it's gotten, it definitely has gotten um, put back and kind of put back and put back due to the times we're living in right now. Um, you know, I think for me, it's just like so much in life, feels like is this call to trust God again, you know, to trust Him in a new way, in a new area. And I think, you know, His timing is best on things, and humanly, I think we all have a bit of a rub with that sometimes, whether it's, you know, like longing to have a child, or longing to get married, or longing for, you know, things to turn out in the way that you thought that they would, you know, with with work projects or, or other things that you're involved with. And and I know all of us feel that conflict and that rub, like, I, Lord, I thought that this was the plan, but then this is what's happening now. And so I think things getting put back um, because of the, the craziness of the last two years um, has just kind of been part of it. And I think I've, I've just had to over and over just re-surrender and just go, Lord, your, your, your timing is best, and I trust that. And so just have your way and, and in somewhere in this, because I trust your heart for me um, and my family, you, you know, your your protection is in here. And so just let your will be done. And I think it's been interesting with the song Kingdom Come with the boys, like that's the intent of it is, is and when I sing it, I'm, I'm thinking about that. It's like, Lord, let your kingdom come, let your will be done, you know, on earth as it is in heaven, let it start with me, like let your will be done. So um, I think this album has just, been a call to trust God in a new way, probably like all of us have been doing. Is Kingdom Come going to be on the new album? It is, yes, yep, which releases next month, yep. Yeah, and how many songs are on it? So there's um, 11, I believe, it's kind of a prelude in there too, so I always, I'm like, well, does that count or does it not? But, uh, so we released, I believe in 2020 actually, half of the album and then the other half this is kind of the other half of the album it's like the completion of the album but the the title track is kingdom come um for the project so it's a worship album and how much did you uh, scam your brothers into helping you with this thing <laughs> so they they helped write the title track and then 
they uh, Luke actually wrote another song with me called Dawn, and he sings that one with me too. So they're on, yeah, two out of the 11. So, yeah, they were very, very supportive and gracious in giving of their time when it's just the, the busiest time of their lives right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, who do you like working better with, uh, Joel or Luke? Ah! Oh, gosh, no. I'm yeah, not going to answer that one. That, <laughs> that would get me in a world of hurt if they heard that. <laughs> oh. Nobody will hear you know, it. Don't worry. Just between you and I. Nobody else knows, ah, right? Yeah, right, 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 <laughs> yeah. This, this world, no. Um, but, I mean, they both have such different giftings. I think that that's why they work together so well is because they're so different. Um, Luke is much more laid back. You know, Joel has a vision and he's going after it with everything. And so they work together so beautifully because of those differences. But it's just a different experience working with, you know, one or the other of them. But together, they're just a powerhouse. Are you going to be touring extensively after the album release? Uh, Again, we have, my husband and I really have to like prayerfully, you know, talk through everything that comes our way, really. Um, I mean, we, we do, we're doing a lot of, like, one-offs right now uh, and kind of, you know, flying in, driving in, and, and, you know, doing that kind of stuff. We did a little bit a couple years ago overseas, um, and so there's a little bit of travel, but obviously that was pre, pre-COVID, pre-pandemic time. So uh, we don't really know, like, exactly how things are going to look, whether it's going to be block touring um, which we're definitely opening to, open to, um, or kind of more of what we're doing right now, which is like, you know, spot dates here and there that are each one is kind of different. But um, we're just staying open-handed. I had a conversation with, uh, and this is not intended to name drop or anything like that, but I had a conversation with Danny Goki last year sometime, and he, mm. he mentioned, I guess it was late summer, and he mentioned the fact uh, going on tour again was a little different in the sense that it was great to get out and do some shows, but in the past you would be gone for 10 weeks at a time away from your family or, or an extended amount of time, and now the time periods are a lot shorter where you might be doing you know a couple of weekends back-to-back or, or whatever, and mm. e- even that is exhausting because you haven't done it in so long. Totally. Yeah, I mean, again, it's a, it's a different season for me because, like, back when when I was touring before, we would just tour, you know, all the time. And um, we just were on the road so much and kind of in and out. Uh, and, but, again, it was a, a little bit of a different era, like he's, like he's alluding to, you know. And I think everybody's in a little bit of that, you know, like, let's wait and see. We're trying to return to normal and do do what we can, but it's a – it's a bit of a different time and we're in transition and, you know, trying to be gracious in the transition. And so again, I just, I just, in my heart posture, I just want to be in that place of Lord, how, how am I and my family meant to serve you in this time right now? You know, make it obvious, Lord, what are, what's a healthy yes? What, what is a healthy, you know, even if there are no's like show us what that no would be that's not right in, in this season for our family. And 
So it's, yeah, but it's just a lot of holding our hands open, I feel like, you know, and and trusting. And I think a lot of Nashville is probably feeling that way. You said a lot in that response, family, family, family. And and I think that's a big part of it for you, the season that you're in, because your family is so young and you could go on your own and do some of these gigs and stuff. But again, you're away from your family when you do that. So if they're able to come along, that's awesome. Now, do your kids, have they gotten used to traveling on a bus? Uh, they love it. They love the bus. They love the plane. They, they love the hotel. So our kids are seven, three, and one. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so, so especially the oldest, she's like, when are we going back out on the bus? Or when are, when are we going on a plane again or a hotel? Like, she, she kind of actively asks about it. And the three-year-old thinks it's just super fun, too. The one-year-old, he's not quite sure what's happening. So he's just getting into everything wherever he is and a little bit of a danger to himself. He's a year and a half, but um, he's so fun. It's just a lot. So, yeah, I, I don't really want to just kind of go off by myself and do stuff. I'll do it in a pinch if it just doesn't make sense for the family and I'm going to be, you know, back, like, within a, a day um, or, you know, maybe 48 hours. But I, I really don't want to be away from them much at all. And so our commitment is to do it as a family. That's, that's what we feel called to do and want to be very present to my kids and, they are in very, you know, formative ages, and um, it's just very important to me to to be there. And my husband, he he's caring for them when I'm gone, and so I'm so thankful for that and that they're growing their relationships with Daddy. Um, but we just want to do it together as a family as much as we can. Yeah, I, I think that's the way to go. And certainly if you're going to an event that has something for them to do, because obviously you're going to yeah. be busy in sound check and, and whatever else, and yeah. if like if it's a theme park, as an example, they've got an activity yeah. and they've got hours of fun while you're doing your thing, right? 100%. Yeah, we, we were in um, Ohio not that long ago, and we had a day off in between events that I was singing at, and we went to the Science Museum, and it was just such a precious moment as a family, like so many great like memories. The kids loved it. We loved it, and so we are looking for spots like that and trying to get creative and make it an adventure. Yeah. Um, before you go, let me ask, if there was one piece of advice that you could give to Christian artists, whether they're a new artist or they've been around for a while, what would that advice be? Mm, I love that question. So it would be prioritize rest, prioritize balance in your life, and ask God to show you what that looks like. What does health spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally look like, you know, for me in doing this? Because I think if you're thinking longevity, especially, if you if you want to have a ministry that can last a long time, you've got to prioritize that. And I was so young doing music, going full-time at 16, I, I didn't know how important those principles were. And I think God gives us kind of red light, like warning lights that go off inside of our hearts when we're pushing it and when we know we're maxed out and, you know, frustration and sadness and some of these things just kind of start rising up and even anger a little bit. It's like, ah, this is like too much and people are requiring too much of me. But often those things are warning lights that are just saying, hey, you've got to slow down, you've got to slow down, you've got to start saying no more often. And so that's what I would say to up-and-coming artists is just make sure that you're listening to those warning lights that God's put inside of you and um, prioritize rest. Yeah, I like that. I find for myself that 
if I'm starting to feel under the weather, you know, a cold or whatever else, the thing I need to do, what works for me, and everybody's different, but what works for me is sleep. Yes. I get to bed early, take a nap or whatever, and just get lots yes. of sleep. And that's what does it for me. Other people, it's just eating lots of soup or something. For me, sleep, yes. you know? So anytime yes. I'm feeling under the weather, even if it's midweek or whatever, and I don't typically, I do the morning show in Toronto, so uh, I try not to nap during the day throughout yes. the week because I don't want to have any kind of sleeping disorder. I've heard nightmares about that yes. from people, but yes. uh, I try not to nap. But if I'm feeling under the weather, I'm going to lie down for an hour and then even sure. after that, I'm going to still go to bed early just to get a good night's sleep so I can just knock this thing out of my system. Yeah, it's really good. So it's, very it's, healthy. it's knowing the warning signs, like you've said, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep, he does. Listen, thank you so much, Rebecca, for spending some time with us. I uh, really appreciate it. Oh, I, I know you're busy. Thanks, James. Have a great day. Thanks for doing this. You're so good at what you do. Oh, you thank really you. Are. Appreciate it's it. Thanks, work. Rebecca. Yeah, thank Take, you. Bye. God bless. Bye-bye. Make sure you check out RebeccaStJames.com to find the links to her music, events, and social media. Had some great advice from Rebecca, and now some advice from previous guest, Jordan Smith. Yeah, you know, if if I could have gotten a piece of advice when whenever I started all of this, it would be to trust the process. I think it's important to remember that God is actively involved in what we do. And oftentimes we don't necessarily get to see that involvement or see his hand at work until after we're through the process and we can look back and recognize it. But when you're going through a process, whether it's creating something, whether it's a trial, whatever it is, take a moment to pause and step back and think about the fact that God is is at work in what we're doing. And while we can't see every step ahead of us, he has the full picture in view and he knows that he's got this under control and he knows where we're headed. And um, yeah, I just think it's important to not not get too caught up in having control ourselves because as a creative, I am a control freak and I want to know that everything is handled. And sometimes, you know, I just have to lift up my hands and, and put it toward the heavens and put it in God's hands and let him handle the rest. Yeah, taking that time to pause, remembering and recognizing that God is at work, watching God's hand on your life. Well, that wraps up this episode of Between the Grooves. Thanks for hanging with us. And remember to subscribe to the podcast for new episodes whenever they drop. You can also follow on Twitter and Facebook at Between Grooves. We'll see you next time. 